0: all right welcome to episode 16 of premature bingo we've got a uh, special guest appearance here what's up joe what's up, How we doing? <laughs> uh, yeah so joe's uh filling in for mike here who's living it up in uh key west for a bachelor party so i'm sure he's having a great time, well, time to get out yeah <laughs> just uh try and get a little bit closer to that thing
1: right on it there right. you
0: go yep <laughs> all right so uh, let's start off with a little weekly wine, Joe. since you're the guest, I'll let you take us wherever you want to go.
1: Weekly wine, I got two, and they are polar opposite ends in the spectrum of possible bitching problems you have First weekly wine I live at home still. I live with my parents. I live share a fucking bathroom. This shit. It, this has been going on for a long time. So this and is like
0: just give some context. How old is your sister?
1: My, my sister's twenty one, turned twenty. All right, eight. all right. So this has been going on for all my life. So this is like a lifetime. Fine, but especially recently, my sister does a few things, and obviously I do. fucking First of all, we, get, we got like the. Wouldn't call it a half bath. We got the bathroom the tub, right. right? parents got the bath obviously. So, bathroom with a tub, it's got one of those plug, or drain plugs, without a mesh to stop the hair. So, after a while, the hair, like, backs up in there, and then the tub plugs, and, like, fills up like a bath when you're taking a shower. Does my sister ever empty that? Does she clean out the hair? No, absolutely not. And I'm telling you, after a year long of hair, piling up at the bottom, of it, I get in there with, like, a Driver picks I found around the house, like this gray bush of <laughs> hair, dude. Every time I, I damn near vomit every Bro, time. Bro, that's I, nasty. It, it's the most disgusting shit. And every time, like, Hannah, when you see it start to plug, it all, or just unplug it. It's not that hard. It takes five minutes. It's not my you see. You see me like raining hair into the into the bottom of the bath? No, absolutely
0: not yeah that's that's a rough one, yeah dude. along the lines of like it the best part about this house that we're in now is that we have two like full bathrooms, whereas before uh we just shared the one, so it's like we are both you know lacking hair up top, yeah. so <laughs> so like for me, I have like a bar of soap, I have my uh you know shaving cream or whatever my razor. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it or whatever. And it's like my wife, there's like fucking, I, if I went up and counted, there's probably 50 different like products or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. there's no way you could even use that many products <laughs> in a given week, month, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's just a, it's like a collection. It's like fucking, that's like trading cards for women. It's just like, <laughs> oh, how many different skincare products do you have that don't work?
1: <laughs> well, you obviously don't care about your complexion at all.
0: Uh, my skin's great. You know why? Because I don't use any, sh- I don't use anything for it.
1: You don't have to clean up all this stuff out of your bed. Seven cream, two ointments on.
0: <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, I, and then going back to your sister or whatever, that reminds me of, like, just living in college, like, living in the, oh. living in the house with a, a bunch of guys or whatever, and it was like, oh, like, because nobody's cleaning it, <laughs> you know, it's always, like, the ba- the oh. shared bathrooms are always horrible. And it's
1: everybody, too, so it's like, like, you can't just pin it on somebody and be like, dude, you fuck this up, go clean it. It's like, well... We kind of all, like, made a fucking pigsty out of this place, so who's gonna bite the bullet here? But, at least with that, I could, like, I could vaguely understand it, because that's just, like, if a guy, you know, he makes the bathroom mess, like, I understand in that sense, like, okay, that makes, it kind of makes sense. The hair thing, and then this other thing I'm gonna bring up, I just, I can't rationalize it in my fucking brain, and it drives me up, up to the moon
0: insane i've got your answer for you and the answer is you're not supposed to rationalize it some people just don't give a shit about things like that
1: (laughs) that's just what it is but but then my sister so this is what i'm saying so on the other side my sister gets mad at me over little shit like that too dude obviously i gotta shave my neck i gotta shave my head she loses her fucking mind on me every time i leave a stray hair clipping around the sink like after i shave which anybody who's ever shaved even their neck knows it's damn near impossible to get every little bit of hair the first time you try to wash out the the, the bowl, of the sink, uh, let alone shave your head. That's so much hair, dude. So uh, just like, and she loses it. I on me. I, yeah. So that, it's, it's the, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, should I just get into the second thing she does that drives me insane? And this is way worse, honestly. Hear it. I had to have a conversation with her about this last week. And my parents were out of town. You sat her down, uh, Hannah, you know, it's time we have a talk. It, it, this really was how this went. And, uh, she, I don't blame my sister for the fault of Eve poisoning our, our our race, our, our, our species. It's not, it's not her fault that women have periods. However, put that shit in garbage. The second you're done with it. I don't know why. Well, actually I do know why, and I, but I had to ask her and I didn't like, you know, these are questions you don't really want answers to, but like, after it happens a certain amount of times, you just got to know. When she's done with some of these these products, she just instead of putting it in the fucking the little garbage can next to the the toilet, she'll put it on top of the
0: sink, on like the counter of the sink. For forgive my ignorance here, but when you're referring to these products, you're referring to like tampons or pads, Dude, right? Yeah,
1: she takes a tampon. Okay, wraps, all, right, all right.
0: So wraps it, it up in toilet paper. That's disgusting. And puts it on top of the sink. What reason
1: so, <laughs> and this is the this is the most fucked up. So, this is the question I got to. I said, Hannah, let's have a talk. I, I don't understand this. Please, the uh, give light to the situation. Huh? Why the hell would you put this on the sink? And she goes, Well, it stinks if I put it in the garbage I said, Hannah, you don't think it stinks on the sink? She goes, Well, I was just about to throw it away. I said, No, no, no. This is not like a I'll get to it later thing. This is a like I just took a shit on the floor. I'm going to go mop this right now
0: thing. Also, the garbage is supposed to stink. That's why it's called. That's why it's garbage. Bingo. bingo. And so. <laughs> Dreamature so, bingo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this, this leads to a question of like, I don't, I don't know what she's doing with that garbage can now. Like, why, why can't the garbage can stink? What is she oh, doing? Oh, right, right, right. But that, that's too deep. I, I just don't want to know. I said, Hannah, please, please, for the love of fucking God, if I see that again. I'm gonna take the the tongs out of the kitchen and just throw this fucker on your bed, yeah. and
0: then you'll deal with it there. I mean that that's absolutely disgusting. Um, I don't even know where to go from here, but yeah, it's like, it, I like why would you, why the why would you have it on the counter? Like that is not a oh
1: fucked up. I man. don't
0: I don't know, man. If and I I'm not the cleanest person. I'll be Neither the first to admit it. Neither am I. Fair. <laughs> but if my wife just started doing that, I I would. Well, we have separate bathrooms, but. If she started doing that in like the downstairs bathroom where we both use, I would be like, "What in the fuck, like?" Dude, if I just left a
1: sock that a sock that was stiffer than the piece of wood on the counter in the bathroom, I think I'd
0: hear something about it from her. So in the same vein, like, just get rid of it before I see it. We we have uh, relatives. I won't go into any more detail, but we we have people in the family where at their their place, uh, not anymore, but they had someone that was in diapers or whatever, and. Every now and then you'd go over and there'd be like a dirty diaper just lingering. It's like, "What the fuck like this is this how is a, it, how
1: is this okay to live like this like the top of the list? It's always top of the list like you got to do things you got you gotta mow the lawn you gotta go shovel the snow, you gotta clean the the house that it, no matter whatever that happens, that goes right to your top of the, your to do list
0: hundred percent don't get it but
1: yeah, that's it for that yeah
0: those those are those are good ones that's uh that's beyond me, and uh yeah that's uh that's a very, uh, it should be, a, there should, should be repercussions for that. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: yeah. I, I remind her every time I need something from her. Uh, but no, it's all right. Now I got a second one. All right. Second one. This is again, completely different thing here. I'm fucking tired of Detroit sports teams rebuilding into eternity. It feels like now the lions, the lions get a
0: pass here. I was going to say
1: the lions get a pass here. They finally took a step towards coming out of mediocrity. However, for as long as I've been alive, they've been completely mediocre. Made the playoffs a few times in half hearted efforts. That we knew they were going to lose every game they played in the playoffs. And they did. Um, with regard to the rest of the sports teams, all of these teams have seen varying levels of success. The Wings were basically the Yankees of hockey from the late 90s through the 2000s. The Tigers were on this cool stretch where they were fighting for the po- or fighting for the series every year. Got there twice from 05 through 2014, probably 2013-2014.
0: Yeah, I was thinking 14. Uh I think that was the year they got
1: knocked out by the Orioles and that felt like kind of the, the end of the the run. Um And then who am I forgetting here? The the Pistons. The Pistons, they went to that they had the the Bad Boys. They had they the went in 04, yep and even around the 14 like went to the championship in 05 we went to the eastern conference finals in 06 i think we went again in 07 or we were in the playoffs but we had good teams for a little run there again the lions whatever but i'm i'm tired so none of these teams have been good since like it's probably the tigers 2014 but the, the wings haven't been good since like 2012 tigers since 2014 and the pistons since call it 0809 Probably that sounds about right. Around the time we got AI, uh, <laughs> I there are ways of rebuilding a team that involve burning it to the ground, and I understand that. I fully, I actually fully believe in burning it. So when you when you sell off your teams when you trade Chauncey, when you trade Verlander or not trade, you let Verlander walk, you know, all these different things. I get it. You have to start somewhere. Build up your draft picks. Do what you can to to restart. Then relying on these draft picks solely to carry your team beyond middling success or abject failure is just not—it's it, not a reliable way of winning. And even the teams that have done this—this this tanking things—the best, you know, you, I think the Sixers are probably the most famous team process, right? I mean, the process
0: was never completed. The process. What do you? Go ahead. Go on. Oh well, I don't want to derail this, but the Sixers—the process. Uh, was it a, it was a, it was a somewhat of a success, but arguably not so much because they wasted top draft picks on Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz. But that's what I'm
1: saying about these draft picks. You can't rely on just draft picks to get you to where you're going. When you're doing this tanking thing, you have to amass draft capital in order to be able to bring in top end free agents too. Or you have to go make trades to get some of these guys that once you have some of these draft picks that have built the kind of the, the cornerstones of your team, then you go get the, the James Harden to finish off the team. And that's kind of where they're at right now. Now I'd, I'd still argue they're not really in contention to win the championship, but at least that's like kind of the that's kind of the cookbook for how you do the the process.
0: Well, it's a, it's also a lot easier to attract those free agents when you're you know somewhere warm or desirable. <laughs> I mean, if, what was is, is Philly's climate? Uh, seventy five and sunny every day.
1: I, they I didn't know. get any.
0: Well, they is got. Is Boston seventy five and sunny every day? Boston, they drafted. Tatum and Brown yeah that's all that's kind of Philly uh they traded for Harden he did it's not like he was yeah creating. but they were all
1: they were already at the end of it and they, they kind of the process kind of failed and they still went out and got Harden they got Tobias Harris they got some guys and made it work
0: that's true yeah I don't know it's tough I mean I feel like you have to uh strike some sort of oil in the draft you know it doesn't have to be like a top well, I guess it depends on what league you're talking about. It doesn't have to be a you know a top ten player or whatever, but you have to get some sort of like an all star, right? And then from there you have to build. You have to get some supporting guys. You have to get something some guys in free agency. Oh, so. hockey, and baseball are a little bit. They're not.
1: Yeah, hockey, and baseball are a little bit different. from Basketball, in the respect, and football, in the respect that when you draft a guy top five in the, the hockey draft, the baseball draft. They might not be ready for three years. You know, this could be we tigers drafted a kid who was eighteen years old, and obviously wasn't going to play for the team for a few years at least. Yeah. Uh, I think he's come up now. But like it, the Pistons in particular, right? You go draft Cade Cunningham, you draft Jaden Ivey, you get Jalen Duran, you get you get you went out and got Bogdanovich in the off season. Now I, I'll give him a break because Kade's Kade's hurt, missed pretty much the whole season. That being said, you brought in Bogdanovich. I I I don't really know why. But I guess expecting Cade to be healthy, um, this team should be better than bottom three in the league. Yeah, they absolutely should be, and they're still not there. And so this is what I'm saying: like if you're gonna go get Bogdanovich, get somebody else to, to really support. Don't don't sell me Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel, and, and and you know like I don't, don't want to hear this. We. This this whole idea was brought up by the fact that the hockey team the other day, they had two games in Ottawa, back-to-back days, because they had a makeup game, and then they had a regular game that was already scheduled. Win one of those two games, let alone both, and they're right in the playoff. They're 7-8 seed in the, the hockey playoffs. They lost both games in Ottawa, and Ottawa's a lower-middle-half-of-the-league team. Lost both games. That was the first, like, it was essentially a playoff game, two playoff games, more or less, and they they bungled it, man. Why are these teams not having games worth a damn? The Pistons show up every night and just go through the motions. The Tigers, it's not even worth talking about, man. Really, I'm at the point of apathy with the Tigers, and I, I, I won't even get into Chris Illich, but that's going to come back later in the episode, so we'll talk about that later then. But man, I'm just ready for these teams to be good. I, I, I can't put my full weight behind the Lions either. I just can't. I can get like ninety weight, ninety percent of the way there, can't get a hundred
0: yeah I, i'm not as fired up i don't i don't get as into hockey or uh, baseball so but if the teams are better i might to be honest
1: it's just a detroit sports thing man i just yeah. i just want to have good teams down here i want to go to playoff
0: games. Hey, man, playoff games worth a damn the lions will be there next year the lions
1: or should, should be a playoff team next year uh they have the
0: seventh highest super Bowl, which is great oh,
1: i mean that that doesn't make me feel great but it also doesn't make me feel great that like the Lions, I think they have 29% of the handle at Caesars to win the NFC. Doesn't make me feel great. I thought
0: you were going to say the Super Bowl. But yeah, NFC's pretty close too. <laughs> I don't I don't want to see that. No, get- here's what's going to happen with the Lions, and I've already I've I've seen this play out. The Lions next year, they will either win the NFC North or they'll be make a wild card. They will win their first playoff game. Everyone will go, "Holy shit, we knew this all along. The Lions are here." and then they will lose in heartbreaking fashion the next game. That is what the recipe for the Lions. They're not ready for the Super Bowl yet. But maybe the year the following year, or the year after maybe then they could finally get there. That's my, that's what I I think is going to
1: happen. So I don't I don't think they've released the the weekly schedule yet. We know who but We the know opponent, the opponents. We know the opponents. Yeah. We don't know the week by week. The Lions will go out on heater. They'll start like 2 and 1, 3 and 1. Then Jared Goff will break his some, some some ungodly injury where we don't have him for the rest of the season. And they'll be looking at David Blah, no, Nate Sudfeld, and it'll be like, Wow, this team's awesome, except they have Nate Sudfeld at quarterback. So he'll be eight nine. And that's just that's kinda how the cycle goes, man. You get a little hope and then they crush you.
0: Well, no, see see we're due for we got a little bit of hope last year, but the for the cycle to complete, there has to be a maximum hope there has to be a playoff and i you think that's what where we're headed happened.
1: this year you know what hasn't happened in a while is a playoff game yes well that too but a playoff game where we got screwed by the refs that's coming you're right that hasn't happened in a long time that's coming for sure the lines uh, are overdue for that some kind of missed like roughing the passer penalty oh,
0: something egregious for sure yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: pass interference oh man could be lions fans ladies and gents
0: 100 percent. well uh let me get into some of my weekly wine here i don't have anything too great but uh i have one today that that is not a big deal at all i should have just let it i should let it go or whatever but i can't is (laughs) my wife and i were going to do a boxing class at like noon or whatever and we're walking up to the door to get in around the same time as this other lady she clearly sees us she's about a step or two ahead of us we're walking up the same time there's no way she couldn't have seen us whether it was her peripheral or straight ahead there's no way she couldn't have seen us so she goes and opens the door. I'm literally like from I'm like a half foot behind her, like not okay. even and uh, or like a foot and a half behind her. She opens the door and just lets it go and like slithers past it. So the door just shuts on me. I'm like, dude, like there's no way you didn't see me and let you alone couldn't hear you, let alone hear me. And you couldn't open the like you couldn't fucking just half ass for- hold the door, but you couldn't even hit the door. So yeah, it goes out farther it. and then I can walk in and hold it open for my wife. That's my move. And so as soon as she did that, like I looked back. i like. I, I don't know. I like like, You believe this or whatever. And, like <laughs> did like a little hand thing to my wife or whatever. And I mean that was the end of it. But I just I don't understand like how people don't have like basic manners like that. They just yeah. hold open the door. I don't know, man. I wanna. I I think, I maybe when I'm older I'll be more like Larry Davidish where I'll actually be like, hey, excuse me. Like uh, what were you thinking there? Like I was standing right behind you. But in those situations when someone does something like that. Like if, you say, if you're like, if you say something to make it a big deal or whatever, and then they're genuinely like, oh, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I didn't see you, and they sound legit, then you feel like an asshole. Yeah. But if they get confrontational, then you're like, ah, oh, I knew you were a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this validated everything I thought about you.
0: No, man. 100%. It, this, is, this, is a,
1: uh, this is a tired take, but I really think COVID scrambled some people's brains, man, and, like, after they got back into the wild for the first time, they just didn't know how to act. Maybe these people were this way every like they were that that they were that way before. Maybe they weren't. Uh, I I do think it had something to do with it. I think people just started giving less of a fuck about each other.
0: But I could be wrong too. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't hate that take. I'd have to uh, just study some some evidence or something. But I just yeah.
1: I just feel like courtesy went out the door when COVID was like, all right, everybody just kind of watch out for yourself. Everybody like stick to your own lane. Don't worry about what anybody else. In fact, stay away from other people. Uh don't hold the door for people, don't get close to people. I get it. I I think the unintended side, side effect was that we ended up with a somewhat uh callous uh society.
0: Yeah? But I, I could be wrong. No, I that's actually I, I don't hate that take at all. The uh other thing that I had was last Friday after we did our uh we we had a birthday party, we did an escape yeah. room and then we went out bar after. And so when I left you guys, it's probably like eleven ish, yeah. maybe a little, a little bit after eleven. I go back to my car, and my key fob—the battery had died, so I had to I had to turn the key into the car to to get it started and get it open. And I go to my car and I I turn the key to get in or whatever. It won't turn, like it won't turn or whatever. I was like, oh no, yeah. So I'm sitting there for like ten fifteen minutes trying to just jiggle it in and, and eventually get it to work. And uh, eventually, I gave up and I. But my office where I worked was like. Right
1: down the street. Yeah,
0: so I walked into the office, went upstairs, found a can of like dry lube or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." So eventually, <laughs> I go back out, and after like another five minutes, I get it. But for a while there, I was like, "Oh shit, am I gonna have to call an Uber? Like to like <laughs> to is, this, pick- <laughs> is this gonna be like a an, an ordeal, or am I gonna be able to get this eventually?" Sir, is that your car there? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, so about that. So that's the other part of the story is where I parked my car there is like the I don't remember I don't know the name of it but it's like this this place that sells food and there's kind of like outdoors or whatever so there's there's people over there and there's people watching me like I'm up close to the (laughs) pond I'm I'm messing with it for like 15 minutes I see people looking at me but I'm just like I got my blinders I'm like I don't care I just want to get in this so I can go home mind you we're in Michigan it's cold it's freezing you know um but I eventually got it so it wasn't really a big deal it's just Kind of funny.
1: Is that is that like a a terrible situation though, where a guy comes up to you and is like, "Hey, like, need a hand?" And it's like, "Well, I don't know what you can do to help me, but sure, go ahead and jiggle the key in there for it too. See if it works for you." <laughs> just all time awkward moments with <laughs>
0: random strangers. Yeah, if someone offered help, I probably would have taken it. Like, <laughs> like here, let me help you. They just spit on the key. <laughs> hey there, sir.
1: What's going on with your car? Well, I don't really know. Can you maybe just put the key in and see if it gives it a go this time?
0: Like, <laughs> just. What do you even do? <laughs> yeah. Or like you said, someone's like, "Hey, is that your car?" It's like, actually, it is. I'm just trying to get inside. Yeah,
1: I've uh, I've been trying to hotwire it for the last thirty minutes. So maybe you could just give the key a jiggle one time for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh, if I didn't have my office right over there. Like, I for sure would have had to just Uber home because my yeah. wife was out of town. So we didn't I didn't have access to the spare, which is back right, here. Right. So I was like, what,
1: well, man? Dude, you should have just texted. Dude, me and Pat were looking for well, excuses to get out of there.
0: <laughs> That was I, that was the other option. I was like, my other option. I was like, or do I go back to the bar? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. thought about, but I was like, no, nah, I can't. I already left.
1: I, I think I would have I would have left at the same time as you, if Pat wasn't there. Pat was going to stay until the very end, and I was like, oh, I can't leave a soldier on the battlefield. So, you know, Mary Elle, or Missy J. Blige, it was for the next
0: two hours. And you're a trooper for that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I not the people were with great, but it was like that atmosphere it was like a it was like a club. It's, it's essentially it's, it's a weird little bar. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's I, I think of it more as like a I tell people all the time. It's like a frat basement down there with with an actual DJ. It's just kind of dingy. Cheap it is. Drinks, it's
0: like, the whole design of the it is like it's like a square yeah. the bars in the at the top part of the square or whatever it's, place to get in is the bottom. And then the sides you have tables and then it's what part of the square bar.
1: is the top part of the square? Like which edge is the top
0: edge? Well, I, I'm drawing this out <laughs> here, but the top would be like right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, up at top, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it all depends on how you're looking
1: at it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Continue.
0: Uh so yeah, that was pretty much it for my weekly one. Yeah, so there we go. All right, yeah. cool. But yeah, let's. uh you want to get into some, um, some laws. Laws. Yeah. Yeah. That's here, that's you nice. you text me this one. I'll let you introduce it. Right. So.
1: I had been, well, No, Joey kind of brought it up last week on the pod. We were walking in the park, and we were talking about the people that send the love letters to Dahmer and the, the Utah murder dude. It's fucked up, man. I don't know who does that. I don't get it. But then, like, it's kind of a funny concept. Like, even South Park did an episode about this where, like, the all the parents at South Park got into murder porn. And the the kids had to go to the cable companies, and the cable companies were like, "Oh, you want us to sell individual channels? Ooh, that's too bad. We're not gonna do that." Um, but there there is like a there's a section of the population that's like oddly aroused by like murder mystery and like true crime. It, it's it's strange. Um, and so the idea was that basically those people should go to jail.
0: Totally agree. Or or they should be studying in mental institution. One or the other. Or something. Figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this this kind of prompted like all right i'm I'm the emperor of of the new America what what other laws would I either enact or laws that I would get rid of that we currently have to make this a better uh, a more perfect union and so I've got a list of like six or seven here and they're not all necessarily like laws as they are addendums to laws um and we could just kind of get into that
0: yeah let' just do a little back and forth what what's your uh what's your top of mind
1: all right and I this one I actually saw I I had thought about these a few days ago and then I saw something on Twitter that had prompted this first one. And let me let me start by saying that I'm not a huge proponent of the death penalty. I don't know if the benefits outweigh the costs. Uh but that's not necessarily for this argument. This argument is that there should be a new method of the death penalty added to the rotation. This is um uh, this is a very violent way of dying but i think this this should apply to some of the, the the most heinous violent offenders we have in america we're bringing back the executioner a very specific executioner this executioner has no weapons no swords no guns no axes no guillotine nothing this this executioner has thunder and lightning and his name is francis Nganu. <laughs> francis Nganu is our new method of execution for the most violent heinous offenders we have in this country one to the dome, maybe two.
0: Dude, I so I almost feel like Francis and Ganu. If he was up for the role, he would he would be too quick at killing people. Like if in and, and so for for this instance, you want this penalty to go to like people like Ted Bundy or the Idaho Killer, where it's all right. This these people one hundred percent killed multiple people. There's no if ands or buts about it. There's no whatever. And I'm I'm on board. I agree with that. But I think for someone like Francis and Ganu, like. How many like fully loaded punches would it really take? Like it probably wouldn't take that many.
1: Yeah, I was considering this on the ride here. Uh it you gotta consider like a lot of the people on death row are pretty old. It takes a long time to get through death row to like to the point where you're actually getting executed. So by the time you get there, you're pretty old. I think if you're over the age of fifty, there's a decent chance one and you're done. No, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. Especially if you're a littler person, dude. If you're like, I don't know, a buck sixty, fifty-two years old, dude, he's he's gonna he's gonna make a dent in your skull.
0: I've got a really uh really stupid hypothetical for you. All right. Do you think uh and I'll add some context to this. So do you think me, you, Shane, Pat, and Mike and Holly, uh so the six of us were all probably about between the range of one fifty, two hundred very average bodies. Nobody's ripped or anything like that. Do you think the six of us combined could take down Francis? No, absolutely. Oh, not. I think we no, could. No, I think no, we no. could. We could give him a
1: teach him I, a lesson. I think I've gone back and forth on this take, but I just, I, I think the only way you could beat him is you'd have to get him like off of his feet, and I truly don't know how many people it would take to get him off
0: his feet. Well, so so here's my line of thinking. There's a certain point where you, you outnumber him, and th- th- he just can't come back from right. it. Right. So he's, he's got four limbs and six people to fight. Well, right so, that's, so, right. so, hear me out. So, if there's six people, you send, like, the weakest person <laughs> first. You send, like, the weakest person. It's <laughs> <is>, like a <laughs> sacrifice, right? You send them in. You know they're getting clocked. But while that person's getting clocked, you have two more people that go and, Ambush. like, either die for the legs or they just t- try and grab one arm. And then the other two or three people go for the other side. And with that many people, you should be able to slow him down or, you know, keep him tied up for a little bit. And so I, I brought this up before,
1: too, because I, I feel like we might have uh, had some other version of this hypothetical before, where it's like, could any of us inflict enough damage on Francis and Ganu to knock him out
0: at, at, in any way? So, so, okay, yeah. So that's actually a good point. It's, and so just uh, for a quick, if anyone's not familiar with Francis and Ganu's heavyweight champion, former heavyweight champion UFC, uh, hits his punches hit with the the same capacity or same force as a forward Escort, I believe, or something crazy like that. He's massive. He's all muscle. He posts videos of himself all the time on Instagram. People yeah, just fully loading, punching him in the core because that's how strong his core. He's is. like
1: six eight, three fifteen, three twenty. Yeah.
0: So so to that point, if we're fighting without weapons and we're just fighting with our hands, no, I don't think any of us could do enough damage to to knock him out or anything see i I think
1: one of us with a weapon on the other hand could easily take him out right given different weapons
0: but like as long as it has a sharp edge he's done we'd have to if they're on this in this six-on-one hypothetical we'd have to like try and kick him in the balls somehow to to get him to like heal over and then from there you know I
1: think that's part of the ambush. Once you get the two legs, you can you got those people pulling separate ways, and you got a third person coming in from the back and doing work. <laughs> that's the only way you get them, man. the only way.
0: Well, yeah, I I didn't mean to de- derail your Oh, No, uh, no, ladder, it's good. It's good. I always, always like that hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: crazy, man. Dude's an animal. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that.
0: Yeah. But uh, um, yeah. But going back to our hypothetical, I, yeah, I I think uh, I'm on board with that. But we should just make it like more torturous for the, those types of people.
1: I mean, okay, Francis, but he only uses his feet. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna hurt. You're gonna break some bones. I th- there's ways there's ways of doing this. Yeah, but I, I just think he should be our national executioner and pay him whatever he wants. You know, if Dana White was paying him 10 million for for a fight for a year, then you Francis and Ganu gets 50 million. I mean. <laughs> shit what does roger goodell make we just <laughs> give him like a dollar more than roger goodell and we're good i yeah, i don't hate that that's a pretty creative one i like that raise taxes do what you gotta do i don't
0: know. yeah all right up to you oh so this one i i was doing a little uh reading some stuff i'd read it and that this one i found and i totally agree with it if you falsely accuse someone of a crime and are found guilty of of falsely accusing someone of the crime you serve the same sentence they would have received for the crime you accuse them of
1: I agree with the sentiment, but in practice, I think it's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah. All these in
0: practice are slippery slope. I mean, come <laughs> okay. on.
1: Yeah. So, like, here's a, here's a recent example. So, uh, the Bills last year, they drafted a punter named Matt Areza. Um, Shortly after being drafted, no, this is probably closer to training camp. So, a few months after he was drafted, he was uh, brought to trial, or not brought to trial, but criminal charges were brought up against him. Uh, for potentially, like, gang-raping a bunch of uh, drunk college girls or something like that. It was, it was pretty heinous shit that he got accused of. Um, the bills obviously cut him, like, two seconds later. Uh, he's out of a job. Now, give a little backstory about this, too. This guy was, like, the most highly-touted highly punting prospect I've ever heard of. That doesn't have anything to do with the allegations against him. That's just some context for the story. So if this guy could be a top five-punter in the league, that's still pretty good. That's pretty good life. Um, So the Bills caught him two seconds later. He's going through criminal proceedings against him, you know, trial and whatnot, and uh, I think it was maybe two or three months ago he was acquitted of all wrongdoing. Doesn't have any charges against him. Um, I don't know what happened. There was other people in the lawsuit too or the, the criminal investigation, but I don't know what happened to them, but Matt Areza is is scot free. He's all good. He didn't do it, or in the eyes of the law, he didn't. Mataresa had was down so bad he had signed a contract with a Mexican football team to go play football down there because he couldn't get a deal with any team up here, and so it's like those those allegations cost him I don't know somewhere probably in the range of fifty million dollars over career, and so so I get the idea right, obviously. The slippery slope is, what if
0: he did do it and he got away with it? You know, But I, I just, I, I do understand the idea. Well, right, for the context of this, this is like, uh, it's the same thing as, like, yours, where it's like, this has to be 100%, like, oh, yeah, like, there's undisputable evidence that this person falsely accused him and they even admitted it or whatever. Yeah, then yeah, that, there,
1: there I'm with it. I think there's a, there's a lot of, like, daytime television, like, Judge Judy stuff that falls into this category. You know, oh, he's my baby daddy, uh, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I've got another one for you, and then I'll let you go. But uh, for laws that you would enact, bring back, like, old-fashioned duels where you, like, you're back-to-back. <laughs> and you step forward, like, 10 to 15 paces, you turn around. The only... um. Stipulation on this law is you have to use the weapons that they used back in the day when they used to duel. Oh yeah, it's like a shitty pistol that like (laughs) it fires straight like a quarter of the
1: time. Like you don't know where it's going. (laughs) Yes, I hundred percent believe in this, and I actually I'll take this a step. uh, I I don't think there is taking this a step further, but I'll take it to another kind of tangent. I think mutual combat should be allowed. There are states in this union where you can you can agree to fight somebody. And as long as you tell the police, like, hey, we're going to fight right here, and you don't use weapons, and you don't, like, kill somebody in the street, you could just fight people. In the U.S.? There are states that have that? Texas, you can do this. Oh, really? So if you're out in the streets of Dallas, and you're having an argument with somebody, and you're just ready to go, you could go up to the police on the street and be like, hey, we're about to throw the fuck down. And you could fight in the middle of the street. Mutual (laughs) combat. I think Washington State might have this.
0: Dude, you know what would be hilarious is if uh, there's two guys like fighting in the street and they're like fuck you, like you, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass or whatever. They're like fighting or whatever, and the cops come up and they're like hey hey hey, and like one guy's like you know on top of the other guy and he's like he agreed to this and he's like I agree to this. Get the fuck like mind your own <laughs> business <or> they, <laughs> yeah. while they're beating the shit out of each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's awesome, dude. I want the uh, add that to my list. I want that
0: in all fifty states. Yeah, I mean if I, I uh I don't disagree with that. If yeah, there's no uh no murder or anything, you just you both agree to it and yeah. Just, yeah, yeah,
1: one once one guy surrenders, like once once one guy's ready to tap, done. Dude. It's over. The fight's over.
0: Yeah, I saw on Twitter the other day someone like they're like, Oh, remember the time that uh Ben Simmons made Carl Anthony Towns tap? Like th- there was a, a video from the NBA where they were like he like Simmons had, like, a chokehold or whatever <laughs> on the floor of the NBA court, like, and, and Kat is, like, tapping or whatever. I think that uh, if you're fighting, like, no matter what the circumstances, if someone taps, you have to let them go, like, out of respect. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's that's the ultimate emasculation. If you're tapping, yeah, you're done. That's it. You made your point. Yeah. That's all there is to say about that. No, I like it. I like it. It's
0: good. Google. What am <laughs> at like. What would it
1: take to get you in a
0: duel? So, uh, before I answer that, the the only other stipulation would be you'd have to be like, let's call it like twenty five or older, so that you don't, because otherwise everyone would get in a duel when they're like eighteen, <laughs> right? <laughs> Some jackass that you go to, you went to high school with, or you go to college with. Or That's whatever. my prom date, asshole. We're dueling. I I probably would have duelled the, uh, I don't know, the this kid we went to college with, uh, Gooby.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a fun duel. Yeah,
0: so I yeah, I think you got to be twenty five. But what would it take to get me in a duel? Um, I dude, it'd have to be like, I don't know, like someone would have to commit some sort of heinous act. Oh yeah, atrocity, like on me and my family or whatever. Like yeah. I otherwise I would have no, I wouldn't want to duel anyone.
1: I I don't want to duel anyone either. I'll just stick to mutual combat. But uh, yeah, I I really like. The justice system would have to fuck me so sideways that like that I just couldn't reconcile it. I think that's the only thing that like like if I knew somebody did something heinous and they were found not guilty at the
0: stand, duel. Done. Right, for sure. So that's the, that's... the other part of the duels is uh you would be able to bet on it too. oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, minus one twenty five Joe in the first round. are there rounds to this duel should we have rounds that'd be hype uh no it's you use the old pistols so you yeah you you each only get one shot so like if the in that's part of the duels from back in the day where if because you load it with one shot so if the first person shoots and misses and the other guy doesn't shoot and he takes like a big risk or whatever then he can fucking sit there and aim until he he yeah yeah yeah
1: right uh i i heard a crazy thing the other day because you think of duels and you're like oh he's it's just two dudes shooting at each other. I heard, and I, I can't val- validate the accuracy of this, but I heard that a lot of duels back in the day just ended in two guys pointing both guns in the air and firing into the into the distance. Really? Yeah, I guess it was basically just a, a test of your manhood uh, to see to if see you would, if show, would show up if you would show up to duel. And there was as long as it wasn't like like super like horrible. If it was some kind of moderate uh, agreement against somebody, a lot of duels would just end in a, in a draw and people would just be like, all right, you showed up. I, I can respect
0: that. Wow. That's actually, I, I mean, I guess I get it. That's fascinating where you're like, all right, you were willing really to risk your life for this? Well, let's just agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> it's the ultimate
1: let bygones be bygones. I could have shot you, but goddamn, you got some balls on you. <laughs> I got to respect that. So, no, that's cool. I like it.
0: You know what would be funny is if, uh, and then we can get on the next one, but is uh, like reading like Twitter comments or whatever, where someone's like, no, fuck you. Like they shouldn't have enacted that policy. Or whatever. And they're like, oh, why don't you duel me? Just <laughs> one V one pussy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do right. you got? All
1: right. Let's see. Uh, the third one. Oh, this is a very specific, this is a very specific law, but it probably applies to places around the country and maybe the world. I want to abolish the noise uh, curfew ordinance in Clarkston, Michigan.
0: <laughs> what, what's the ordinance? What time is it? It's like 11 o'clock or 1130. Oh, that's the ordinance in a lot of townships.
1: That's fine. Clarkston, Michigan happens to have Pine knob music theater, which has to also shut down at 11 p.m. on any given night. So if, if Future comes to town and he wants to play till 2 a.m., he's going to owe the city of Clarkston like $7 bajillion to play till 2 a.m. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm so in favor of this that the people who argue like, oh well there's houses around there, and that's true. There are pe- plenty of people that live around Pine Knob. Move somewhere else. You know exactly what you moved into. It's not by the time you get to those houses, it's not even that loud. You can obviously hear it, but it's not that loud.
0: Move somewhere else. Yeah, so for context, Pine Knob, uh DT, there's a lot of it holds how many how many people does that venue hold? I don't know, it's hard to like tell 10000
1: right? But yeah, it's probably in the ten to fifteen thousand range. Yeah,
0: so a lot of big artists, like if they're not playing Little Caesars Arena or America. America or Ford Field, like DTE is the next like premiered spot to play.
1: I'd argue it's kind of like a like a, a high end venue. Like Yeah, ca- for sure. It, like there's probably a lot of history there.
0: Yeah, so I'm with you. I've been at a number of concerts there where it's ended at 11 and it's like kind of sucks. And there's no
1: bars around there either. So it's not like you leave the the, the venue and go to the bar, man. That was one of the problems they had back in the day with the palace, too, because the palace is kind of just down the road from this place. There's no bars to go to. So it's like, all right, everybody, thanks for coming. Go home at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night in June, July. Like, fuck that. If 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 Blink-182 wants to come out and play till two in the morning, fucking let them. I don't care, dude.
0: Yeah, I I am with you. Like, if if you're moving over there, like you know, you know, yeah, you know what you're getting. You know from. what you're getting into.
1: Otherwise, move somewhere else. You know what the great thing about Clarkston is? It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. So if you want to move a mile down the road, you'll have equal amount of land and and nothing around you. So great. Fair. So yeah, that's 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 law. What did I? Is that three on my list? Yeah, now? that was three for you.
0: Right. I like it. Uh, another one I found online that made me laugh. Was, new year's resolutions are now legally binding and failing to achieve them by the end <laughs> of the year results in being uh fined half of your gross income you could you could change the punishment on this i i would change it to something like failing to meet your new new year's resolutions you'd have to spin a wheel it's like impractical jokers it's like the wheel of death or whatever we're like <laughs> one you know one of the things is like you know eat a eat this you know three million scoville you know yeah, yeah, pepper or whatever yeah. another one's like you got to eat a live scorpion or whatever but some sort of wheel where if you don't do your resolutions you get punished. I think would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, drink the the bar mat on the, the bar counter with all the bullshit liquid in the bottom of it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can I can get behind that for sure. And I, I had this conversation with Patrick. Like the the, the New Year's resolutions people, like people I, I feel like a lot of people have like, oh, like I wanna lose weight this year. That's just kinda like ah, whatever. Like I'll have one just so when people ask I'll say something. Um, then there are people who are like, oh, my God, I have this list. I have a, a vision board. These are my New Year's resolutions. If you wait until the first day of the year, which is arbitrarily, arbitrarily chosen by the Romans 12, 1,200 years ago or longer ago, you know what? If you wait until that day to do things, you deserve to be punished when you don't do them.
0: <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, for me, like, uh, I always oh. do my stuff on the first or whatever just because it's like. I always have stuff that I'm trying to work on or whatever, but because everyone else is doing it, I'm like, okay, this is a good time to add some new things or some different things or whatever. But yeah, I'm all, and uh, my resolutions this year, I I said it on this podcast. I don't know what episode it was, but if I don't do my resolutions, I'm going to punish myself.
1: And I think, I think that's, that's healthy too. Like it, it, it keeps
0: you, uh, it keeps you to it. And I I think it's funny, funny more than anything. That's why I decided to do yeah, it. No, yeah, no, I
1: like it, but it's good self-discipline too. Then that's uh, I think that's something a lot of, a lot of people struggle with. So I like it. Um, I just, if you have something you want to change about yourself or change about your situation, just do it today, do it tomorrow. I, I don't know, man. Like I'm not, I'm not going to, if I'm in November and I decide to myself, like, Oh my God, like I really, I, I should just go to the camera. Well, you know what? Go to the tomorrow. So yeah. So that's just my little side, <laughs> side note about New Year's resolutions. I think it's ridiculous, but, yeah.
0: We got an original Gary V over
1: here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine your family died last night. Francis and Ganu came in and killed oh. your entire family.
0: Oh, also, before we get into the next law, I forgot to do this at the top of the show. Maybe I'll, I'll switch this around. Maybe I won't. But since Mike's not here, I just want to get this out of the way. Tom Brady, Applebee's, Epstein's Island. Um, let's see. What are his other hard hitters? Yeah, those are the big three. just want to mention those at least once.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, hold on. One, one thing. Do you think I, I heard a counterpoint to the Tom Brady stand-up comedy will be bad? Anthony Jesselnik's a comedian. He was like, what if Tom Brady just comes down the stand and motherfucks his ex-wife? You're telling me that wouldn't be comedy gold? I need to see that. That would be funny as hell. Oh, oh, my God. I don't care how awkward he is on the stage or like just kind of bland that would be hill fucking hilarious.
0: yeah i i think tom brady like obviously to be the the goat of anything you have to have this unmatched competitiveness and if he applies a certain percentage of that to stand up he'll be funny
1: like uh, i don't know man i mean just like it's like everybody everybody has different talents right and tom brady's very talented at throwing football uh i don't know how much sheer will And go into making him a great stand-up comic, like some people just aren't built that way.
0: That's true. I mean, I guess it depends on how far he wants to take it. Because even if he just goes up there, he could. I'm sure he's got a plethora of stories. He could just tell stories that are funny. Like it would work.
1: That's probably true. It just. I mean, it sounds a lot to me like Jim Ursay's like rock band that he does. You know, you hear about that? Yeah. yeah, This this is kind of along those same lines where it's like, all right, dude, like what are you? Maybe just keep that to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't know. But, yeah, I, I think I'd watch it. I'd definitely watch it. I just don't know how, how good he would be. But, yeah, I need to hear the, the yeah. y'all's just that I'll hate. That would make me.
0: For sure. What's okay. your uh, What's your next law? Next law.
1: This should be pretty openly agreed with. I don't understand why anybody would disagree with this. And I will, for the sake of this argument, I will contain myself to the city of Detroit. Detroit should abolish the open carry alcohol law. You should be able to carry a beer around the city of Detroit. So, like, you know how when we're in Nashville, you could just kind of drink in the street, do whatever. Yeah, same be, with Indianapolis. And in, there's plenty of cities like this across the country: Louisville, uh, Austin, just places. I. You should be able to drink in the streets in Detroit, at least a certain area. Like, if you want to confine it to a little area along Woodward, like kind of by the stadiums, uh, with all the restaurants around, like I'm cool with that too. Or if you want to do it down by like. Uh, down by the that, that circular park, is that Grand Circus? Uh, uh, there's, Bell couple, Isle? there's a couple. No, there's a couple parks in the middle of the city uh, that like have stuff around them that you should be like. If you want to pick that spot as your open intox area, cool. There should be an area in Detroit where you're able to open intox.
0: I I don't hate that. I could see the counterpoint of the city being like Detroit <laughs> is.
1: We already got an issue. Where,
0: you know, there's already. <laughs> And not as much as there used to be, but there's already like violence and shit. Do we need to let <laughs> people open carry too? Like, well, that's
1: okay because we're gonna have my uh, we're gonna have my my mutual combat law too, and it'll solve itself out. All these laws intertwine with each other. We're gonna create a more the the most perfect like fighting fight island ever. Yeah. Detroit is turning into fight island, basically
0: for real. I've got a uh, a more serious one, or a couple more serious ones, or maybe not serious. They're just not funny. Yeah. Um. This one I think is would, would be cool, basically, the premise for this is life is too short. Give everyone ten grand when they're twenty five but you have to use it for travel so when when everyone's twenty five you get ten grand in your pocket from the government, you know whatever everyone puts into it. You can go travel wherever you want. It has to be used for travel um, and if you need to, to a two week voucher from work, then do it, but go and see certain parts of the world because. A lot of people die before, uh, they should, and uh,
1: never get to really see
0: much. Yeah, yeah. So kind of a more serious one, but I think that would be a really cool idea.
1: So I've heard stories that there are a couple of European countries, and I think it might be like Norway, maybe, that if you get married in Norway, uh, in a certain age bracket, the government will give you money to go like go on a honeymoon. Oh, really? Because they have a depopulation problem. Norway so the government has decided to incentivize getting married in order to incentivize like childbirth by paying couples to go on the honeymoon wow fascinating so that's kind of like it's kind of in the same vein and I I I almost want to add that addendum to this Um, I don't know I mean it would be cool it would so it would be so cool to do this Uh, because so Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I don't, have- I don't really have anything. I was just kind of ranting. Go ahead. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, like, because in America, you know, you go to your trade school or college or whatever you graduate or, or whatever. You don't. And you just you're working from the time that you're, you know, call it 22, 23, 24. If you go to grad school, you just start working. And there's no there's no pause. Yeah, really. Until yeah. you have a kid or you retire. I mean, yes, you can take vacation. Yeah, but there's no like dedicated time like in Europe, you know, everyone gets a couple weeks in August off every year or whatever. It's just dedicated yeah. time. To just That's a lot of places around the world. Well, right. Yeah, not just Europe. But yeah. I, I think there's something to be said for that. Where it's just like, hey, take a week or two. Go see someplace you've never seen. Have a life experience. Yeah. Recharge your batteries and then just come back. And a part of why I said 25 is when you're young, you can still do like if you want to go on a 10 a, a mile hike or a 20 mile hike, you can go do that. Yeah. You want to do something that's physically active, you can go do that. You don't have to do something where you know you're not going to be limited physically. yeah, I think ten grands a bit steep like well, yeah, so it doesn't have to be ten grand it could be f- it could be five, it could be three whatever it was just yeah,' was just, just a the, the idea
1: right, because I'm thinking to myself like there's plenty of yeah, ten people, grands a lot. lot you know ten grands a lot if you, If you have to take a plane to go somewhere, you know, say you say you live in Massachusetts and you want to fly to California, that'll probably run you in the four grand range person you know after a few days and whatnot right um, but i think there's a lot of people too who'd be like oh i'll just hop in the car and you know i live in mississippi so i'm driving to um oh you know, cape canaveral uh mm-hmm. or i don't know something like that miami like, and that, that that that's a significantly cheaper option i don't know there's something too about a road trip that's just fun
0: 100 percent i do like
1: getting in the car and going somewhere as long as i don't have to drive for like three days man like
0: some combos and twizzlers get
1: a nice little eight nine hour drive going with the boys it's it's electric especially through states where you can sports bet oh for sure yeah Yeah, it's hype man so no i like the idea though it's kind of
0: a cool fun little idea yeah i'll do another quick one and i'll kick it back to you uh legalize psychedelics and weed yeah, I had considered
1: this, and I think this uh, – I, I really don't see the downside to this. The one
0: – And sorry, when I, when I say psychedelics, I was, I was uh, more or less just saying, like, psilocybin, like mushrooms, not yeah. all psychedelics. To sorry, start, I'll, just weed and, and, and mushrooms.
1: I'll let you – if you have anything to add to that, I'll let you get into it. Uh, I do have one potential drawback, because I've been considering something along the same line. Uh, my potential drawback is technically weed's not addictive. Uh, but you could argue that it's addictive in the same way that overeating is addictive or you know, other bad things for your health. Sure. Um, and I think I think uh, mushrooms probably fall into that same category. Um, and so, so people who are addicted to these things, I would um I would generalize these people into less productive members of society. You're you're just limiting your ability to to be productive. Being addicted to those things, right? Um, so it would be cool to have them. I, I think I'm actually even on board with this law. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. You just,
0: I, you just need proper education.
1: I Yeah. There there's, there's things that need to go into that to, to make it work.
0: Yeah. You don't just flip the switch and have it on every corner. It's like, you gotta have education. I, I think even with, uh, with weed now or whatever, like there's, there are certain people where yeah, weed itself isn't addictive, but getting into the habit of, relying on weed to get through your day that be that can become an addiction and, and it, absolutely and I, I totally agree with it's the same thing as overeating or whatever like and and all that kind of stuff it's like even with with sports betting or whatever like oh well, well i mean that 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 actually is more of a um i, I said one. that because that's more of a psychological you can actually oh fuck what were? oh i was reading the power of habit so i was reading the power of habit and basically he spent a whole chapter and the point he made was there are people that sleepwalk and do things in their sleep and they can't control it. Like their brain is just turned off. Yeah. Or yeah. And some of these people, like, you know, they, they accidentally like kill their spouse or whatever, or right, they rape right, their right. spouse, which is yeah. terrible. I know what you mean. And it's, and they're not a, like, they don't go to jail or whatever because it's, they can't control it in their brain. Yeah. It, you're on autopilot. Yeah. Basically he was making the point that when you become addicted to gambling in a in certain cases, it's kind of the same thing where it just turns off and you're just doing it like habitually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I could see it. And it's like, it's very easy to just, like, keep going and keep going. Like you said it the other day, they they give you so many close wins that it's like, well, you know, I'm getting there. It's, it's, I'm due. And that's the old gambler's fallacy. So, uh, no, I'm with it. And I, I'll i just throw it right out there. My next one was legalized sports betting across the country. Um, Agreed. And I Agreed. It, it kind of falls into the same category of, like, I think 95% of people would agree with this. Uh, I don't. Obviously, there are. There are drawbacks to that, uh, which I brought up with the mother the mushrooms and the weed. Um, so I won't get back into that, but it's like, why not, man? Holy shit, these some of these casinos, not some of them. I saw the the last month. And last month was kinda like the it's a slow time in sports. After the Super Bowl's over, from Super Bowl to the end of February it's a slow time in sports. Dude, I think New York still brought in like one point three billion dollars in in total like
0: Yeah, I saw in total handle. Yeah, total yeah, handle. I saw that fucking insane
1: dude michigan had like 500 million michigan's not even a big gambling state relative to some of these other states um so i just think there's a lot of opportunity to make good money and you know bring business to, to other places if you institute that for all 50 states and you know what frankly a lot of these states already have casinos anyway what are we what are we waiting for there's no argument for a state like like mississippi that doesn't have sports betting but you can go to the riverboat casino and, and blow your life savings there
0: well, yeah, the the where that becomes complicated. is Some of the states they have like uh, certain agreements with the the tribes that still run the casinos or whatever. So it's like, oh, we don't want to, want to piss, them, piss off. them off.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they they have books too. Like I think Bet Rivers is a uh, well,
0: uh, yeah, but if if you open sports betting into state and it's like DraftKings, FanDuel, like MGM, Barstool, they can uh, come in. And then it's like, oh, well, we don't need power, to go to the of. casino. like to, to sports. Uh, I I understand what you're saying, but a lot of the that's I think
1: that's why in Michigan, I don't know if this is for every state, but I know in Michigan, all those uh, casino or, or on, all the online casinos, all the sports betting casinos have uh, landed part. So like FanDuel is a partner at uh, Motor City, I think.
0: Yeah. So the the reason that is is because each state sets their like guidelines for sports betting differently. So Michigan set it where online operators have to be partnered with a physical uh, casino. All right. Where so some think- states just do. um. Some states just do like open like you you pay whatever the amount is for an online license. You don't have to partner with anyone.
1: Yeah. Got it. I think that's good. That's a good middle ground for the the states where they do have a lot of Native American stuff
2: like that mm-hmm. where
1: if if you're draft you want to come in you have to partner with the the Cherokee tribe, you know, whatever Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I dig it. So that's that's the next one. Uh do you want to get into your next one? Or do you want me to do one more?
0: Well, so time wise uh it's already five twelve. this podcast okay. is going great we could yeah. i could fucking i still got a whole list we could do a part two of this but we could we could continue i was sure. gonna say do you want to do time wise we could do the see how the blink thing goes and then if we have time left over do am i the assholes yeah i dig that Let's do it. all right so let me pull up my uh my power rankings here uh
1: well, how do you want to start this? Do you want to get into like a little bit of history and maybe go through the albums first, and then we'll do the the power rankings post mortem? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, right. yeah, yeah. So, messing with these cables all episode. Um, yeah. So basically, this next part of the podcast, uh, Joe and I want to try something out. Where basically we're just gonna go through uh bands disc, disc- discography <laughs> discography. Oh my god, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, talk about like you know each of their albums, like our some of our favorite songs debate where we rank the albums and then i thought it'd be cool at the end if we just each do like our top 10 songs
1: yeah yeah for sure i dig it let's do it yeah
0: so for this uh i don't even know what you want to call it we decided to do blink 182 which for me i'll just get into kind of how i got into blink so uh growing up my dad used to listen to a lot of alternative he's got a massive cd collection and i don't think he had any blink cds or whatever but the radio stations he listened to, like I always heard them, right? Like they would, they would play like all the small things. What's my age again? Um, damn it! Some of those songs would always be on the radio. So eventually, I was like, oh, you know, I like this, and I asked for a CD one year, and I got like their greatest hits. CD, yeah, 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 And I think it came out in like two thousand three or whatever. It's a black cover. It was 05. Okay, oh yeah. five. Right, because Blink One Eighty Two, the self titled yeah, album came all out all three. in three. Yeah. So I had that album, and it was just all the bangers, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, like this band is it's insane. insane. Yeah. So that's pretty much how I got into them. And I've been listening to Blink-182. I mean, I'm 27 I for at least the last 10, 12, 15 years.
1: Yeah, really. I'm pretty much the same way. My dad brought me up on Hard Rock. He's a big fan of like Stone, 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 ugh, Stone Temple Pilots, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, bands like that. Uh, never a big Blink fan, but not opposed to them. So, you know, I'd hear on the radio here and there. Um, And then I would say with the advent of streaming music, I was really able to kind of dig into some of their other songs and kind of get into them more. And now, you know, doing this, I was able to listen to the whole, the whole caboodle. And it's, wow, they got, it's, it's a wild catalog, man. They go through a lot, a lot of different sounds. And uh, obviously the, the singer change and stuff, it's, it's cool. I really like this band. It's
0: probably top 50,
1: somewhere in that range.
0: Yeah, my, I'd probably be top 10. And, and to your point, going over the, just breezing over the whole catalog of music, it it's crazy. Like, their first couple albums, in my opinion, like their first two, so, so three albums. So, Buddha, Cheshire Cat, and then and Dude, Dude Ranch. Ranch. Yeah. In my opinion, those three albums are essentially just playing loud, fast music, and the vocals are, like, this, it's hard to hear what they're saying because the music the audio on the music overpowers the vocals so well, i was going to bring that up that's i i'm, I'm not a, i love rock
1: music i'm a big hard rock fan not a fan of punk rock and i think those first few albums were very settled in punk rock punk rock is kind of defined by just kind of thrashing not thrashing i don't want to say that but high tempo uh, instruments that don't really stop at all and the lyrics are also high tempo kind of angry and there's no like real like definable rhythm to it it's just kind of a clash of sounds that come at you for, for 13 songs at a time and it's weird um and so i would say the the first two albums i didn't listen to buddha so i won't talk about. Them, but
0: yeah it's it's buddha's essentially like there was a, a couple songs on there where they don't even have vocals and then there's a couple songs on there like uh carousels on there and i think there's another one that, that was on one of the next Cheshire two Cat. albums yes yeah. exactly so it's for me, just disregard that album. We can start talking about uh, Cheshire Cat. And yeah, B-Ranch. so Cheshire Cat
1: is, is again, very, it's, it's classic punk rock. Uh, for the people who like it, I would imagine they, they think that album's awesome. I think it was not my favorite, and I think, I think it's also poorly like, edited. It's poorly uh, engineered. Uh, I
0: just don't think the sound is like, as high quality as the ones you'll hear in future albums but what I will say about this album and I just pulled it up is it opens with carousel and M plus M's, which are two of my like top 25. Like I love those songs from blink 182. Okay. So both those songs on the album, like when I listened, cause I listened to pretty much every album start to finish. So I listened to this one. I was like, Holy shit. Like this album is maybe this is a, g- a great album. And then the rest of the songs <laughs> kind of went downhill. Um, And the only other track I really like off that one is wasting time. Uh, But yeah, it's, essentially like those there's like three four or five songs that are good on there and the rest of it it's it's like i said it's just the overpowering like yeah, nah, 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 and you can barely hear the vocals
1: yeah it's just not it's not a it's not high quality it's just for me uh, but you know i i I really i could take or leave that album but i don't think that's
0: the worst album so we'll continue well i ha- okay yeah so Okay, so do you want to go through the albums, and then after we'll rank and debate them? Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's so do that. will okay. move on to Dude Ranch now. Okay, so yeah, let's we'll move on to Dude Ranch here. So Dude Ranch is kind of the same thing as, as uh, The Cat. There's, I really, obviously, Damn It is a classic. Yeah, classic. Dick Lips is good. I like Waggy. Josie's a classic. Josie's a classic. Everything else is just
1: kind of all right. That's kind of, I was I was Damn It and Josie, and the rest of it, I could take it or leave it. But what I did notice in this album and i don't think the the engineering on this album the production is any better than the previous album but what they did do in this album is kind of start to tiptoe into the pop punk sound yes there's certainly songs on there that are pure punk rock but they tiptoed into into pop punk and this is in 1997 right this is kind of a new genre really. oh yes yeah this was yep you're spot on 97 so this comes out in 97 this is unlike a lot of the bands from the 90s nineties was kind of categorized by a lot of grunge music. This is probably the opposite of grunge to be honest. This is a bastardization of pop. Um
0: it is worth it is that's a great point. I'm glad you said that. It's worth saying for this time frame, there weren't that many there weren't that many bands that had this sound like that. I would I would throw
1: Green Day into the mix. I wouldn't say they're the same sound, but Green Day is another band that gets
0: kind of thrown around in the pop punk category. See I'm I- huge green day fan i i wouldn't well maybe that's why i'm a big green day and a big blink fan but (laughs) i when i think of green day i don't think of like punk uh i think man that's they they had a couple don't get me wrong they had a couple songs that i guess you could i don't know i guess overall i just when i think of them i'm like ah like i don't think i I think of like
1: brain stew like brain stew is this this grimy grungy song where they're just they're not like yelling into the microphone, but the guitar is out of tune. It, it, Having it, trouble, yeah, trying to
0: sleep. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 you know, nah, nah. they got
1: they got some they got some songs on Dookie that are just they're very punk. And if you go back and listen to it, it, it you hear the sound. Um, Green Day breaks out of that when it comes to, well, I mean, there's some pop. Wouldn't call it pop, just call it rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say definitely on American Idiot, there's some pop punk sounding song. Um, and so that, I would say those two bands are kind of in this early cornerstone market of pop punk.
0: Sure. And I think that's why with, so one of the things that's interesting to me about Blink 182's like career trajectory is these first three albums and really the first two albums, I'm not counting Buddha. So there's like two or three songs that are really fucking good and they're different sounding from what you would hear like mainstream radio. And I think having those two or three like hits on those first two albums is like what introduced people to Blink One Eighty Two, but I don't think their catalog of music at that point like those first two albums weren't that good. It was just something different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else on Dude Ranch?
1: I just the other thing I would say is that I think Damn It kind of pro- Damn It had the popularity on the radio that propelled them into their next
0: album. Hundred percent. And for me, getting into the next album, which is Enemy of the State. To me, this was their stretch, the first album in the stretch of their prime. Yeah, absolutely. I think their prime was Enema of the State, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and the self-titled Blink-182. Yeah, oh, wow. Their, okay. This is their three-album stretch. I, I really thought we were going to have uh, a debate on this one, but okay. I guess, yeah. that's. Yeah. No, absolutely. This is their three-album stretch. Okay, so Enema of the State, they have, uh, obviously, What's My Age Again, Adam Song, and All the Small Things. Like, all three of those. I mean, that's two of their three biggest songs.
1: They, Adam's song is, is interesting. It's a, it's a song about a kid who wants to commit suicide and you listen to the song and it's played in like this kind of poppy, up-tempo, like music. It's, it's wild when you think about like, like really sad songs like that where they're singing about suicide, death, uh, I don't know, stuff like that. It's a weird track to
0: play that to and it's so brilliant. Yeah, I was just going to say that's one of my favorite that's one of my favorite Blink songs. I love that fucking song. The, the
1: next album has one that I think Stay is better. Stay together this... for the kids. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Those,
0: dude, those two songs are are like yeah, they're so sad but like the the track is is the, poppy and, yes. and like accessible. And the way they blend it with like the the music is just perfect. Like it's, it's great. It's so cool. But yeah, for Enema of the State, uh there's a couple other tracks on here that I actually really like like Don't Leave Me, Aliens Exist, Going Away to College. The party song, yep. Anthem. Like all the like this is the first album where we're like, okay, like most they of did, the songs on here are they pretty good. Miss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I'm totally with you. Um my one my one and I'll get into this later too. My one problem with all the small things got over.
0: No. Oh dude, all the small things is if we did a list of oh, like you're, you're gonna hate my <laughs> Well, no, 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 not of the just blink songs, but if we did a list of like the top forty songs of all time where you hear that song and you're like, oh, let's go! Like, oh
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's very, it's absolutely recognizable. The it's, the opening riff is
0: classic, and it's just one of those songs for me. Where wherever, whenever that song comes on the radio, or you know, you're at a, a sporting event and the song comes on, you're like, oh yeah. I I'll
1: never like get upset when it comes on, but there was a stretch for a little while where I was like, yo, fuck.
0: Wow! So tired of hearing Uh, this. Oh, I disagree, but I I get it because of how like overplayed. It just got it just got played. It's the same thing for me with "Don't Stop Believing."
1: Yeah, yes, that's a great example, dude. That's a great example.
0: Yeah. So the I have one more point I wanted to make on this album. Oh, so the what also propelled them aside from like, you know, "What's My Age Again" and all the small things being like amazing songs. Same with Adam's song, is the music video for "What's My Age Again." Have you?
1: Oh, I've never seen it.
0: So it's all three of them: Travis, Mark, and Tom. They're running through L.A. naked, and they're just like it's just, it's a it's a hysterical music <laughs> video. Like here, I'll just show it to you real quick because they have a clip from it on the Spotify. You know where they show you like yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, so it's just what the it's just them running through parts of California naked, and every when they go by, like everyone's looking. at It's it's so funny, bro. <laughs> so that music video kind of propelled them to like the top of like mtv and trl and uh, that also just contributed to like the mass like them blowing up yeah yeah. which is i mean it's really cool like again it's going back to like them running naked like who does that (laughs) it's just it's it's so cool like that they're like oh we're like this is what we do this is what we're We're gonna make our own sound we don't give a fuck what anyone else is telling us to do we're gonna run naked through the streets in our music video and that to me that's like what makes them like it's likable. You brought up
1: something there that's worth mentioning right now. And I think it really comes out in this is the first album it really, really comes out in. This is where Blink makes their defining sound. This is what Blink 182 sounds like. And Tom DeLong is an integral part of what Blink 182 sounds like. And it's I don't want to say they got a whole lot worse after he left, but it's interesting to hear what they transformed into when he wasn't there. Uh we'll get into that later I guess. But this is really the first like defining like you hear tom
0: get get going and it's like oh my god that's blink You can't miss it he's just such a unique voice i totally agree with you and yeah i, I can't wait to get in that in a bit so the next album uh not counting this on their list of albums but they did a live album
1: oh yeah but I saw that. on
0: the live album they also included uh man overboard
1: oh i don't think i've ever heard that one
0: oh so just, okay so that's we'll get in that later but that's one of my favorites too okay but anyway so going from album number two of what what you and I would agree on is their prime, is take off your pants and jacket. So this album had uh, Anthem Part 2, Story of a Lonely Guy, First Date, Stay Together for the Kids. Uh, I really liked Reckless Abandon, Every Time I Look for You, and Please Take Me Home. But uh, this album continues off the sound that they started building in "Enemy of the State.
1: I think they even improved. I think they really... I know the state still had a little bit of that punk, that punk rock feel to it. This is the purest of pure. If you if you had to explain to the aliens what pop punk sounded like, you would play them this album. <laughs> um, it's it's top to bottom. I I really don't think they missed top to bottom on this album. I listened to it a couple times. It's incredible. Um, I, I can't I can't knock anything here. they such a good sound.
0: Yeah. What for me the the three albums that I I consider to be their prime like power ranking him like you could go anyway like maybe maybe not enemy of the state for what you just said but i wouldn't hold it again if you put that album as your number one and like i think these three are like the top three yeah it's just whatever order is up to you
1: yeah yeah and that's personal but yeah oh and
0: the rock show was on this album too rock shows classic, another classic what a sick song yeah and like you said uh so you think "Stay Together" for the kids is better than Adam's song?
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's cool here, and they didn't do this on *Anima*, but they did this on this album. They started doing songs where Mark and Tom were singing in the same song. Uh it's it's kind of—I don't want to call it a trope, but it's a thing the Beatles did a little bit. Um, and you know, bands afterwards would get into this too. Like Kiss did the same thing. Um, *Linkin Park*. *Linkin Park* did the same thing, obviously a little bit later, but right. Well, Some more time. Anyways, it, it's just so cool, especially like Tom, because Tom has that cool, high, unique voice. It's such a cool contrast, and stay together for the kids is a excellent use of that contrast. Mm,
0: dude, you just gave me chills think- thinking about that song, and then when Tom comes, in, he's like, "So here's your yeah, yeah." He just he
1: tears you up when he comes in on the chorus, man. It's yeah. so fucking cool.
0: I fuck yeah,
1: yeah. We'll we'll get into it. Later. Man, that's such a great.
0: Damn, that was a great point. I didn't really think of it. Is that because yeah, for the first couple albums they do that, where it's like, oh, Tom's do does the first three songs, yeah, and and then then Mark Mark comes in for a song, and then Mark does another song, and then Tom does another one, like yeah, where and it it's just like no rhyme or reason. But yeah, I agree. It Blink One Eighty Two, in my opinion, probably has one of the most unique, um, one of the most unique things about their music is they have bangers where. There's two different lead singers. So, like, What's My Age Again, it's only Mark. Right, right, And that right. song's been streamed, you know, 300-plus million times. Yeah. Uh, all the small things, it's only Tom. Yeah. And then they have a couple bangers where it's them together. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, like, I can't think of any other band where it's like that. Because Linkin Park, it's usually, they're yeah. both in it. Yeah, 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 I guess there's a couple where it's just Chester. Yeah. But there's not really any where it's just um, Mike Shinoda. Mike Shinoda, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I only know this because I, <laughs> this is actually a weird sidebar, I took a class in college on the history of KISS. Oh, nice. And uh, so I only know this for that reason, but I do know that like uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Simon did a lot of this kind of same thing, where like one song would be, a lot of songs would be Paul Simon, Gene Simmons would get a couple songs, and then like Rock and Roll All Night is a mix. Um, So there's, you know, that's one band in this category, but I don't
0: think there's too many. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's really cool. All
1: right, on to uh, Blink.
0: Yeah, so self-titled album, two thousand three. This is my favorite album, my favorite Blink album. So feeling this, I miss you. Down. Uh, I like go a lot. Always another classic. I really like all of this on this one. It was with this guy Robert Smith, who like I looked. I hated him up. that song. Oh really? He had like uh like a couple songs on Spotify and like you know like twenty thousand monthly listeners. So I don't even know. What he's doing now but this album also has here's your letter i'm lost without you i mean for me every song on this album less like one or two is is great i like this album i don't love this album
1: i one thing that you mentioned earlier and i think this is a common thread throughout all the blink albums is the first song on the album is whether or not you you like the song it's coming out and getting you in the fucking mood to listen to a blink 182 album they're getting out there and hitting you hard with guitar and Tom DeLonge on on vocals, man. It's gonna get you in the fucking mood to go. And this is no different. Feeling this is a great opening song for an album,
0: bro. Oh, I that's one of my all time favorite songs. Feeling yeah, this, yeah, it's pretty fucking. Whenever cool. that comes on the radio or on stuff, I'm like, it's one of those songs. I just don't skip it. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, for, I'm in. It's time for feeling this. I'm in.
1: Yeah, uh, this album also has. So this this album is a is a how do I, I want to. Not a stark departure, but a, a significant departure from the previous album, which was so clearly pop-punk. This album, you could tell they were kind of experimenting with different stuff here. So, like, Oblivious is, it's a hard rock song wrapped up in a Blink-182 song. Um, that song you said earlier, all of this, it's alternative. Also. And then, like, I'm Lost Without You is, I don't even know what you'd call that. Yeah, there's just some different sounds on here that you wouldn't associate with with Blink-182
0: but it also works because down and i miss you those are both classics yeah yeah so that's the other thing they get into the true ballads on the album i miss you is
1: i miss you is a true ballad um what else am i missing here um well maybe that's it but you don't i don't think they had a song like that before that unless i'm missing something like it, it doesn't really pick up like I said, Adam's song and Stay Together for the Kids have this, like, back and forth between, like, high-end and low-end. Miss You is just this slow kind of melody, piano song.
0: It's weird no, for tr- that. Yeah, I'm trying to learn it on guitar. It's like... Nun, 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 nun. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: it's, it's a good song. It's just different, you know? And so I think... I don't know what's going on here, but this is
0: 2003. Yeah, so it is it is worth saying, too, this is the last album before they broke up.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of what I was getting at here. Um. I think there's something to be said about a band starting to switch their sound coinciding with the time that band members start to fight and bands break up. Um, And so I don't know if that's the case here, but it's just interesting to see that this was the album where they did start experimenting with stuff. And then it's also coincidentally the album with Thompson told
0: him to fuck off. So that's true. I I would have to see uh more data because Blink sound... Because we'll get into it in the next couple albums, but their sound still evolves. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of evolves with each like album or two.
1: Yeah, and I I don't. There's there's good things that come with that when a, when a band you know some bands definitely just want to kind of play the same song over and over and over. But um, <laughs> ACDC, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ACDC did that for fifty years. A- ACDC falls into that category. <laughs> uh, I can think of a couple others. Yeah, uh, but this is it's just a cool album. If if you're not Looking for the pure pop punk. This is a fun album to just listen. Start from the top, listen all the way through, and kind of pick out what you're like. Not everything here is gonna be for you, but there will be something for you if you're blank.
0: Yeah. So with that, let's move into the uh post. Tom. Well, actually, no. Ne- sorry, Neighborhoods is next. Okay, that's 2011. So the band reunites with yeah. Mark and Tom, and and Travis was there the whole time. But so. Uh, what are your thoughts on? For me, it's like the first couple albums were like they're like part one or whatever, and this is like their part two, like Neighborhoods, California, and Nine, and then I think part three is gonna be whatever their new album coming out later this year is.
1: They uh, when you take an eight-year break between albums, now they had the they had the best of in greatest yeah. hits in 05 so but that's not really a new album, right? When you have an eight-year break between albums. And your comeback album is Neighborhoods. It's very easily to be it's very easy to be quickly forgotten. This album is it's all right. It's I don't think there's anything special on this album. There's nothing that really like hits you in the face. You're like, wow, they're fucking back.
0: Yeah. So for me, all the song like pretty much all the songs on here like they're decent. Like I'll listen to them. Right. Like there's there's not really anywhere I'm like, oh, this is dog shit. Like I'm just but I don't. I would never seek any of this out. Right, but there, yeah. To the, to your same point, there's not a single, there's not like the bangers that were on. Yeah, some of the yeah. last couple albums. Exactly. Except for, I will say, wishing well is one of my favorite Blink songs.
1: Uh, I definitely listened to it once. I'd have to give it another go. It, I mean, they, like I said, dude, there's nothing on this album is that bad. It's just not that.
0: Bad. Yeah, I also really like up all night and after midnight. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, this album is just it's it's, it's decent, it's but it's as it's, mid as mid gets. Yeah, yeah,
1: but, but like I said, when you do an eight-year break, you can't come out with this. Just you can't.
0: Well, you know what's funny with between neighborhoods in California, like I still don't really know, and we'll get into it with the rankings. But for me, they're kind of like almost on the same level. Where I'm like, oh,
1: oh, my, we're gonna have very different opinions on when we get into the lists at the end. All right, all right. Well, let's get into California then. What do you think? So 2016, California comes out. New singer. His name's Matt. Sch- Chica. Yeah. Matt th- Chica like that. So Tom delong has gone. I want to take a tangent. So 2011
0: neighborhoods come out. 2016, I think. California. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Real quick. Before we get into California, Dogs Eating Dogs too the EP. Oh, I didn't listen to that either. I actually really like that EP. There's only five songs on it. When I was young, Dogs Eating Dogs, Disaster, Boxing Day, Pretty Little Girl. But all five songs are pretty good. That one came out in 2012.
1: Is that uh? Is that Tom too? Yep. Yeah, it looks like it. yeah. That's cool. Yeah,
0: those th- those ones are worth a listen, in my opinion. Yeah, get that check out later. All right, cool. But yeah, go you go ahead back to uh, <laughs> California.
1: So I think it was so California comes out twenty sixteen. I think in twenty fifteen, Tom decided, you know what, I'm I'm done. I'm out. Sidetrack. Do you know why Tom DeLonge left Blink One Eighty Two in twenty fifteen?
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: Tom DeLonge left this this mega popular huge pop hit band to go find the alien, which I guess many a great man has gone to, done in their, gone to do in their day. However, you're the singer of Blink-182, so I, I don't know what's going on there. He must have really, I was having this conversation with somebody else, he must have really hated touring to give that up to go find the alien. Now, I will say, I do think he has a very genuine interest in, the, in like UFO activity. Um, so much so that in 2017, he was named UFO researcher of the year by like the UFO Congress or some some weird club. I didn't even know that was an award. That's crazy. It's, dude, what the hell? Like he, he's published books on UFOs. He started like multimedia uh, multimedia company on UFOs. Yeah,
0: I heard him on. Um, actually, I think it was <laughs> Steve-O's podcast when he was talking about it. It's crazy. I mean, he's actually doing it's like he's doing legit work for that field.
1: As much as you can call that research, he's done significant research in the field of UFOs, which is a bizarre turn for Tom DeLonge, but well, here we are. I
0: mean, Aliens Exist, uh, that was from uh, Animo of the State, that yeah. he was do- doing that back in the 90s.
1: Yeah, and I think this might be a good time, too, while we're on the sidetrack of uh, Tom DeLonge sidetrack, this might be a good time, too, to bring up uh, A&A. And Plus 44? Yeah, we can do that, too. I I think A&A yeah. is more significant. Oh, A&A. of course. Hey, so Aliens and Airwaves, is that? No, oh, Angels name? and Airwaves. Angels and Airwaves. Uh so that's the name of the band Tom starts when he breaks up with the band for the first time in 2004 or whatever. Um they have a huge album. Not a huge. Well, I mean it, it was number 4 on the charts in 06, I think. And I gave it a listen. It's not bad. It's all right. I mean again, not something I would seek out, but like when you don't play instruments and you go and form your own band to, to be that good still is pretty like pretty recognizable like good shit um and then he had a couple other albums uh he did a song a couple of years ago with Alenium, who's like an edm artist dude i love that song
0: it's a great song yeah uh, that uh paper thin yeah
1: yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds right so like the fact that he was able to leave blink and, and still have that
0: much success with a uh, otherwise unnoteworthy band is pretty fucking cool Dude, A and A has some some really good songs. I mean, I I don't like go out seeking to listen A and A, but I have a couple saved songs where if it pops up on I'll, shuffle, I'll listen to them. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Plus forty four, which is just Mark. There's I think it's heart heart stops beating, and then there's I think the other one's called like plus one five five. Whatever. Is Travis not in this band? Travis is too. Yeah, yeah. There's like two or three songs from that. I think they only released one album that I yeah, really they, like. Yeah, I
1: only saw one album.
0: Um, whereas A and A has a. They just released an album back in 2021, so they yeah. have a bigger catalog. And I do like a It's just it's it's slower. Stay together. Yeah. For the band. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I'm with
1: it. Whatever. I'm...
0: yeah. So uh, going back to California, what, what, California. Yeah, what were your thoughts?
1: It's weird. It, the first time you listen to it, it's weird not hearing Tom on. That being said, they really went back to their pop punk roots here. And I don't think there's a miss in the first. Like, so this album had a bonus edition, and the bonus the bonus edition, edition is trash. The bonus edition adds out like another fifteen songs, and that's what I we're was. not good. the The original track
0: list for this album is fire. So I I can't really argue with you because I have every single one of the songs saved, but I also have all the songs saved on Neighborhood. So
1: the only thing that they did on the bonus edition that I liked, and I, I think they overdo this, but it's it's a the Bored to death acoustic version is fun. I like it. I like the regular version. Yeah. Um it's just it's a different vibe for sure. Um but like when I'm listening to it kind of like through my playlist, I'd probably listen to the original, but I like the acoustic version. That's all I got to say about that.
0: Yeah. From this album, I really like Board to Death, Sober, She's Sober Out of Her Mind, so Kings of the Weekend. I uh, even San Diego. Uh, yeah, there's I mean there's a lot of good songs. California. California's definitely. good. Yeah. The sound is yeah, it's it is different going from Tom to uh what what was the other guy? Just guy's name? Mark and Matt Chica. Matt, yeah. I don't know. It it was good. I liked the album. I listened to it. I still like uh for the most part I like all the albums with Tom better, with the exception of probably uh earlier ones. Well, I guess we'll get into the rankings. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let me take the next one. So nine came out in 2019. I think this album is dog shit. <laughs> oh, come on.
1: I'll, I'll let you fight, but that's a terrible take.
0: Uh, I don't, I think there's like five good songs on this album.
1: I mean, what is it? 15 tracks?
0: But yeah. 15 tracks.
1: Uh, you can't call an album dog shit. If it's hitting five out of 15, <laughs> probably it's thirty three, thirty three 33%. I mean, most albums hit at like a 50 percent, in my opinion. Most decent album. <laughs> we, we need to
0: get into the deep numbers on that
1: one. I don't know. Um, I know. I don't think this song is that there. This album is that bad. Happy Days. Great song. Dark Side. Great song. Blame it on my youth. Eh, give or take. Generational Divide sucks. Uh, Black Rain. Good song. I really wish I hated you. Good song. Um, and the rest I could probably give or take. But dog shit's a tough. That's a tough hill to
0: die okay, on. OK. All right. all right. It's not dog shit. It's just I don't. I don't, I think this sound to me in comparison to California, I think Nine gets like, I guess I would call it whinier. Yeah, absolutely. Like the music, it's like, oh, it's more whiny and we're going through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I I don't, I don't know. To me, it's just not my favorite. It's not bad, but I, this is the only album where I'm like, oh, like, I'm not coming back to listen to this one. Yeah,
1: I, I don't, I don't know what happened. And they definitely, the The interesting thing about this album, as compared to some of the other ones, I California might have had a little bit of this, but this is an album where they really pick up on kind of like, I would call them new poppy beats. So when, right, they, yeah, when yeah. they when they when they started doing pop punk back in the nineties, like that that was new. the The pop punk on this album, it's less pop punk and more like pop rock. Um, I don't know how to explain that, like with words. But when you listen to it, you just know it's not like there's no punk to it. It's strictly pop rock, which is fine. I think it's an OK
0: sound. I just, yeah,
1: it's not what I want from
0: Blink. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. So with that, let's uh let's rank the albums real quick and then we'll do our top 10. All right, cool. So uh, so for me, let's go let's go from from 10 to 1 here. So for me, Buddha's ten. It's yeah, not even a real fair. album. Same. All right. <laughs> I had nine at number nine. <laughs> oh, here we go.
1: Um, I, I, I may be contradicting something I said earlier, but I guess I'll just go ahead and put Ch- No, no, I'll put neighborhoods here. I'll put neighborhoods.
0: You're put. Okay, come on, man. You can't put neighborhoods there. Why not? It's either that or Cheshire Cat. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I. I guess uh, I could give or take either album, honestly. Yeah. I,
1: I, I want to I wanna just uh, clarify something, too, here. I don't think either album is uh, wholly
0: irredeemable or, like, you couldn't listen to it.
1: I just don't care for you.
0: That's fine. Yeah, so I guess let, let me, maybe I'll read my list and then you read yours. And yeah, go ahead. Debate. go ahead. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so I had Buddha at 10, 9 at 9, Cheshire Cat at 8, Dude Ranch 7. I put dogs and Dogs, the EP, in there at uh 6 neighborhoods five california four take off your pants and jacket three enema the state two and blink 182 one i just want to say real quick with the top three like i said earlier i think you could put those three in any order and i think you'd be fine
1: yeah no i agree i'm with you all right um, what do i got here from 10 to 1 i guess at 10 we'll go buddha nine we'll stick with neighborhoods to be fucking stubborn <laughs> eight we'll go cheshire cat Seven. Oh man seven's a top one. Probably put nine at seven, uh, six dude ranch, or I guess you I only have nine because I
0: didn't. List yeah, because you that. didn't do dogs and dogs.
1: But anyways, uh, next after nine, what do we say? We'll do dude ranch, after dude ranch, California, um, then Blink one eighty two, animal of the state, take off your pants.
0: Okay. okay. So we're actually we're pretty close to one another. Yeah, not that far off. Top 3 we're locked in, we're good there. That's yeah. a prime, we're both good. The the only real difference is I don't really like 9. You like 9 more than I do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I I couldn't give a shit less about neighborhoods.
0: It's just forgettable is the best word I can think of to describe that album. <laughs> you know what's this is bad cuz this is going to go against everything. I just said, but when I was listening back to all the albums to prep for this, when I listened to, to Neighborhoods, I was like, "Damn!" Like I forgot all these songs. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. I mean, what else has to be said about it then?
1: <laughs> it was incredibly forgettable.
0: <laughs> but I, yeah. I still like the sound of that one. But you know,
1: yeah. And, and it's like I said, none of these are 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 horribly like, like they're not insultingly bad. None right. Of them right, are right. insultingly bad, except for maybe Buddha. Who yeah. Right? So it, it's hard to it's hard to you know really knock really hardly criticize any of these the way that i might with another band that somebody liked.
0: yeah i think that's fair um let's do uh songs yeah you want to do you want to give me your top 10 yeah let me pull this up
1: here all right top 10 songs as we've talked I, i've changed my mind about this but that's okay i know what i'm gonna put at the top stay together for the kids number one what's magic again number two rock show number three then damn it first date she's out of her mind Bored to death, Adam's song, Dark Side, and then Anthem Part Two.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the uh, that's not bad. The only one I would probably disagree with is "She's Out of Her Mind." I mean, that was a good song, but I don't top ten. But I think it's a classic pop song. Yeah, Yeah. music's all subjective anyway, so I'm not going to argue with it for sure. Sure. So my top ten is pretty much. It's pretty much those three albums that are like their prime.
1: Yeah, and just picking songs. Yeah,
0: they have all the small things. What's my age again? I miss you. Feeling this man overboard. Down Adam song. Stay together for the kids. Always. And then I actually put Wishing Well at number ten. I really like that song.
1: Yeah, and that's probably like I put Dark Side on there from nine. I just kind of really like that song. So I hear yeah. you. I get it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think any of that is like outrageous. They no. have such a. When a band's got nine albums and then like some some side projects, it's hard to really be like, oh, like these are the definitive top ten. Like until you get out to fifty, they got so much. Right. Yeah. And they we, we didn't we, we haven't even brought up their
0: the single they just put out. Tom's back. I like I like the single single is the first time i listened to it i was like oh it's kind of underwhelming but the more i heard it like the more times i listened to it i was like oh yeah i like like i'm i'm digging this
1: yeah yeah it's it's a throwback to the roots it's i would even call it more punk than this is again back to like punk rock but like the early punk rock this is dude ranch punk rock
0: it's cool yeah and it's cool like you said that mark and tom are both on there
1: yeah yeah it's what you want get the boys back together it's what you want that's blink 182 hell yeah i hate when a band like there's There are some bands where I like the sound after one of the singers or their singer leaves, um, but I hate when I just, it's so I think it's it changes the sound so much more than like if a drummer or a, if anybody
0: else left honestly. Oh, for sure. So that's all I said. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that went well. Yeah, Yeah, that was a lot of fun to do. That was cool. I like debate. I like, you know, talking music and debate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see, uh you know, if you're listening to this, give us some feedback on what you think. But I thought that was a lot of fun. One more thing I want to bring up that we didn't get to.
1: This is a sidebar. Travis Barker. Fuck him for marrying Khloe Kardashian.
0: Oh, yeah, true. What in the hell was he thinking? Well, so did you know Travis Barker got he was in an airplane that crashed and he was like almost burned alive. Oh, this is actually why they got back together for neighborhoods, because uh, Travis got in a plane crash in, I don't know, mid 2000s or whatever. He almost died. He had like skin grafts everywhere or whatever. And then after that, the three of them were like, oh, shit, like, we should just put our differences aside and let's make some more music together. So that's kind of where they got back. Okay. Um, but, yeah, all three of those guys.
1: What could Travis Barker and Khloe Kardashian possibly have in common?
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: that's just, like, two of the most random, like, different people that I could possibly think to pair together.
0: I don't, I don't, un- I don't, unless, I don't have an answer for you.
1: Unless Travis Barker's gotten older and wiser and just, you know, he's, he's a family man now. But it's like, what the fuck? I don't know, bro. Travis Barker is one of the all-time great drummers though. I was going to say coming being a person with such great musical talent to marry a person with such little talent is truly remarkable. Yeah? And she's I'll hold that. But
0: I'll just say she's not Kim. For sure. I agree. All right, we can move on. Well, okay, yeah. So uh it's 5:50. Let's let's Squeeze in and am I the One asshole or two yep. before Pat gets in? Yeah, let's do Once it. Once Pat gets here, we'll we'll just wrap stop. up. But I didn't spend half an hour reading these things for nothing this morning. So to yeah. get into, it. there's a couple. We'll do the funnier ones first. All right. Uh, oh, okay. This this. <laughs> All right. So first, am I the asshole here? This one's pretty short. Am I the asshole for refusing to drive my son's friend because he kept farting in my car? The other day, I was driving my son, 14-year-old male, and his friend who lives nearby to soccer practice. They usually take the bus, but sometimes I would drive them before work. As I was driving, I heard a loud fart coming from my son's friend, (laughs) followed by laughter from both of them. Apparently, he is doing it at least partly on purpose because they have a dumb, quote, farting joke, end quote, they think is funny. He even pulled his legs up before he farted to demonstrate he was doing it on purpose. I told him point blank that this was not funny at all and asked my son's friend to not do that again in my car. A few minutes later, he farted again and busted out laughing. My son had a smirk on his face, but he was trying to hold back his laughter because he knows I asked him not to. At this point, I pulled over to the nearest bus stop. We live in Europe, so we have great public transportation and told my son's friend he will have to travel the rest of the distance by bus. Later, my son told me he was embarrassed in front of his friend and he thinks I treated him a bit too harshly. Apparently, the kid was also late for practice and the coach scolded him. So am I the asshole here? And then they made an edit to the post just to clear some things up. I didn't leave the kid on the side of the road. I left him at the nearest bus stop to take the bus. He usually takes to practice.
1: Oh, wow. What a gentleman.
0: I'm also a dad from the comments. Most people think that I'm the mother. Uh, so I, I've I've got my opinion on this one. Do you want to? What you, What's your thoughts? This guy's a huge pussy, man.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, what school do you grow up in as a dude? And like you and the boys just farting as a kid is fucking funny. So, like, I, I don't get how you get to the point where you're a dad now and like. Fart jokes aren't funny. Like, I get it. I get it. And this is also your slippery slope. This is a very slippery slope where, oh, I'm gonna fart over uh-uh, at the car, and then all of a sudden it doesn't go so great. Bro. Um, but what a dickhead. It, like, I don't know how old this kid is. I would imagine he's gotta be in his mid teens. Fourteen. Fourteen? 14? Yeah. Fourteen's a young time to be just kind of dropping at a bus stop and saying hey well figure the fuck so out so they
0: are in europe so their transportation is different these kids are off like i was reading some of the comments they're yeah. by themselves quite a bit but w- what i think is funny about this is the first time i read it i thought it, that it was the mom and oh, not yeah. a dad but the fact that it's a dad like yeah you are the asshole dude it's a Absolutely. fart and you know what it's harmless man at the end of the day it's harmless roll the fucking windows down yeah like so what if, if you're just at home and your kid farts you are well, you gonna kick him out like <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly everybody farts Yeah. Who do do you think you are that. (laughs) Okay. So high and mighty. And part of this, they're in an environment where these guys are friends. He's trying to make his friend laugh by farting. Everybody does this. Whether you're uh, farting or making a joke or whatever, you're making a human condition. You're just trying to make a laugh and you're going to shut this kid down. Like, you're going to kick him out of the car on the way to soccer practice. Go fuck yourself, dude. This guy's an asshole. Go fuck
1: yourself. Big, go fuck yourself.
0: Here's another funny one. Am I the asshole for leaving a wedding to eat at McDonald's? This uh, this is a female, 25 years old. Recently, recently my colleague, female, 31, invited me to her wedding, which happened yesterday. I was super excited and happy for her, just in case I asked her if there was any guest fees. She said, no, you don't need to pay me anything. On the day itself, everything went well until it was the reception, dinner time. To my shock, I was presented with a wedding menu that had prices on it. For example, steak, $50. Everything was ridiculously expensive, including the uh, vegetarian options. At first, I wanted to question her because, well, she lied to me that I didn't have to pay for anything, but it was her wedding I didn't want to spoil her day by embarrassing her in front of everyone. However, the only other option was to simply not eat as I didn't bring enough money for both a meal and a ride back. But this was completely unfavorable as I had skipped my lunch to save space for the wedding meal and was pretty hungry. I've been there before. Suddenly, I remember that I saw McDonald's about five minutes away from the hotel. As tactfully as I could, I asked the bride if I could make a quick stop to McDonald's as I didn't bring enough money for the reception meal. I said that I'd be back in time for the gift ceremony and cake. I thought she'd agree, but to my horror, she got really upset. She said that she put in so much effort to get this Michelin star restaurant service, yet I still wasn't happy that I was trying to bring her down by saying that I'd rather eat McDonald's. Alarmed, I said that I didn't mean it that way. I just didn't have the cash for it. She then scoffed saying, whose fault is that? (laughs) Although I was trying to keep in my anger, those words really pissed me off. So I told her, you were the one who lied that I didn't need to pay anything. Oh. Getting angry as well, she replied, what I meant was there's no attendance fee. You literally assumed you'd get a free five-course dinner? Wow, you're cheaper than I thought. With a (laughs) glare, she asked me to leave her wedding. I did. Struck dumb and rather hurt. And on my way home, I grabbed a Big Mac, LOL. Back at home, I told my boyfriend everything and asked if I was an asshole. He thought it was a funny story, but said I was an asshole. If I didn't have the money, I could always pay it back later. In his exact words, you chose the wrong time to be stingy. My other friends agree as well, saying that it was not tactful of me for doing that at the wedding and although she lied, I should have just brushed it off instead of dampening her happy spirits. After hearing their opinions, I felt quite guilty and embarrassed however that one little part of me still thinks that it's justified because one, she lied to me and two, she publicly humiliated me. Please help me out. Am I the asshole?
1: I'm going to let you go first here. I'm very much on the fence.
0: Well, I, I'm I'm kind of on the fence too. I, I think I think if you're in that situation, you should just pay the... well. You should pay the money and get the food because, one, you're you're there at the wedding, whatever. If they charge food for food and you weren't expecting it, just pay the money. And if you only brought enough money to, to not have a ride home, I mean, there's Uber, there's Lyft. Like, I don't know where this person lives, but you could get a ride home from someone. You could call your boyfriend. Like, there's so many ways that you could just spend the money on the food and then figure out the ride home later. Did they
1: specify if this woman was a bridesmaid?
0: Let me check. I don't... I,
1: I, I think there's no. a very... Okay. No, yeah. she's
0: not if you're just
1: a guest at this wedding and you're not the bridal party, I think you are fully in your right to go. If you had no expectation of paying for a meal, you're fully in your right to go pay wherever you want to pay. to you.
0: So I, I agree with you. I don't understand why this lady asked the bride. She should have just left and did it.
1: Yeah. That's why I had the, the reservation that maybe she was somehow involved with the, the wedding proceeding. Um, in the other case, if she was a bridesmaid or if she's, like, you know, best friends with the, the the bride or whatever, total bitch move. What the fuck are you doing?
0: Yeah, for sure. But that's not the case. And also, because she asked if she needed to pay money for anything, this person didn't say anything. Like, I don't know. Well, I, I think the, the bride is an asshole. Like, why would you kick her out? Like, why would you make your guests pay for the food? Well, one, why would you make her pay for the food? And then, two, why kick her out? Just say, yeah, go get your McDonald's. Why? Why would you give a shit? You, if you're you're getting married, you have two hundred plus people, more than likely, at your wedding. Someone comes up to you and says, "Hey, I didn't realize this was a situation. You didn't really tell me. I'm gonna go get something else." You're gonna say, "No, you have to leave my wedding." Like, who the fuck do you think you
1: are? And that's that's why I keep going back to. I think this person was like involved in the wedding proceeding in the in the party. She's gotta be. No,
0: she didn't say that. She dude. It was a it was a, oh, I guess colleague. I thought coworker, but just mm. a colleague. I think the bride's the asshole.
1: Absolutely. I don't think there's anything stopping him. It if from being a both here.
0: Uh if if you're that integral that the bride would be pissed that you left. But she that that's the thing. I don't think sh- she's not that integral. There's no part of this where she says it's just a colleague. Huh. It's not a bridesmaid or anything. If that's truly and, the case. And, and and here's another thing to back that up. Her boyfriend was back at home. If 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 she was a bridesmaid or whatever, boyfriend would have gotten an invite.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah, fuck that bride. Go get your Big Mac. Do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck her problem was. All to honestly, on your wedding day to make a scene on your wedding day like that, you got to be a real piece of work. Dude, 100%. Even if something goes wrong, you just roll with it. You
0: just roll with it. Yeah.
1: It's it, it, yeah, I But there are so many people that are high strung like that, man. I'm just not built that way.
0: No, me neither. Uh, Even if, if at my wedding someone came up to me and said, "Hey man, like I really just I'm not digging your food options." Got to go. Got to go I'd be like, oh, great, man." Have a good time. See you in a bit. Like, we'll yeah. See you in a bit. Yeah. Come back for cake. Like
1: I don't know, man. Yeah, and this, there, she, this chick seems like a real piece, yeah. piece of work. Oh, I'm with you. Michelin star food at the wedding, but Get you have to, you have to pay for the it fuck yourself. Out of here. That is, that is, what? A, <laughs> well, that that might be the biggest dick move in this whole in this whole situation. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, oh
0: man. We'll do another one here. All right. Would I be the asshole for not going on a family vacation because my brother wants to bring his dog? Pre-COVID, I, 33-year-old male, would go on family vacations with my family, my parents' late 50s, brother 27, and sister 29. These occurred about every other year. For a multitude of reasons, we haven't done a trip since 2018. I'm now married, and we have an 18-month-old. My sister has a boyfriend, and my brother has some sort of terrier and no girlfriend I know of. (laughs) I didn't throw that in there. (laughs) (laughs) My brother has morphed into a self-described dog dad, and based off social media, seems to rarely do things without the dog. We live in the same city, but different areas, and we don't see him all that much. The few times I've been around the dog, it behaves fine. It's too friendly for me, and I can't speak to how it behaves over multiple days or around babies. My parents have a VRBO, or verbo I don't know how you say it, Beach House in Florida booked. In a few weeks, the deadline for a full refund for canceling is coming up, and my parents didn't know if we were in. We live in the west side of the United States, so we'd be flying. I found out my brother plans to bring his dog. My parents aren't thrilled about it, but it is what it is. Those are my parents' words. I'm not a dog person. I despise them on airplanes. I do not want to travel with the dog. Tentatively, we are on the same flight. I do not want to stay the week in the same house as the dog. I do not want activities based on being dog friendly, and I do not want the dog around my son. Our parents want to stay out of it and have us hash it out. I approach the topic with my brother. Essentially, he is inflexible on the dog. It is his family, and it is a family vacation. He says my 18 month old will be a far more annoying and louder than his dog. Right. He seems firm on this, and I'm ready to pull out of the trip. If I don't go, The trip may fall apart. Would I be the asshole?
1: No,
2: no. The
1: the. so this woman, she has a 18 month old child. I in most cases. Well, no, let me put it like this. I don't agree with bringing an 18 month old on vacation. They won't remember it. The family vacation.
0: Parents have the VRBO, the book. It's a family vacation. It's not like a... Yes,
1: yes. In this case, I guess you just kind of got it. Generally. though, The dog, however, can always... There's, there's ways of keeping the dog at home that aren't wholly, like, horrible. You could send it to doggy daycare. You could send it to the vet. You could get somebody to dog sit for you. I don't think it's that difficult to go a few days without the dog and the dog would be perfectly happy in the meanwhile now that being said i don't think either person is in the right or wrong here necessarily um but i think it's easier to say hey listen like i, I have an 18 month old kid like, Yeah, you know, but...
0: yeah i i uh I, I think one it sounds like the brother probably doesn't need to bring the dog especially if they're flying like dude just get someone to watch it or book it or whatever but i think that the fact that this guy said the dog's gonna be more loud and annoying than his 18 month old baby dude what are you talking about (laughs) i mean that's ludicrous that's pretty ridiculous yeah (laughs) i i think should the brother probably not bring the dog yeah but (laughs) the fact that this guy's trying to say that the baby was gonna be less of a nuisance than the dog the whole vacation is going to be around the baby. That, oh, do you want to go get drinks? <laughs> oh, well, how loud is the bar going to be because we have a baby?
1: <laughs> Come on. That's, that's what I was trying to, trying to say. I don't think either person's in the right or wrong here. Both the baby and the dog are, are a, a block to this vacation. Uh, I just think dealing with the dog, leaving the dog home is much, much easier than leaving the baby. I got home. the solution.
0: Let the dog watch the baby. <laughs> ah, there we go.
1: Nickelodeon TV channel. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. A little rug rat situation. I dig it. <laughs> yeah. Just leave some bananas on the floor and let them figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh,
0: well, should we wrap on that one? Yeah, we can be good. a That's couple cool. more, but it's already, it's already past six. Yeah, yeah. We, we've been on a while now. So, All right. Well, that was episode 16 of Premature Bingo. Thanks for watching, listening, all that stuff. Thanks for uh, guest co-hosting
1: here, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Go Patriots. Uh, we, I love Tom Brady. The Celtics <laughs> are awesome. Uh, uh,
2: crap.